Hey guys, welcome to My Chaotic Closet. I'm your host, Michelle, and today we are going to talk about Poshmark, a little bit about checking comps, maybe sourcing a little bit, and all the things, so stay tuned. Okay, first off, let me apologize in advance. If you can hear like a little chewing noise in the background, my dog is having really bad anxiety right now and has to be right near me, and I gave him his chew toy to help him out because my other dog is getting spayed right now and he's freaking out like where the heck is she he's super high anxiety dog so sorry this is the best we're gonna get and i am actually putting up a mini episode tomorrow and i need to film it today um we will get into that real quick so basically i was planning on just doing an episode a week but my numbers are not good with that they were literally like four times as good when I did the mini episode and the full episode. So I'm going to try my best to keep up with it. Um, I'm not going to like guarantee or promise a mini episode every single week along with the full episode, but we're going to try our best. Just got back from the bins. I ended up leaving with nothing. I decided to stop by because it was sort of on the way back from dropping my dog off at her vet to get spayed. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just stop in. I was hoping to get some stuff, but I wasn't feeling it. Like, I didn't even look through everything, but I was just kind of over it after looking through, like, six or so bins. I'm like, you know what? This just isn't for me. I found two things, and neither of them were great. One was a really cute New York & Company coat, and it was Tiffany Blue. It was super, super cute, honestly. I'm sure it would have sold, but that was pretty much all I found. I found a really cute pair of vintage striped shorts as well. It just didn't didn't feel like I... I don't know. It just, I wasn't feeling it. So if I'm not feeling it, I leave because I have plenty of inventory as it is. There's no need to stick around and waste my time. Time is valuable. Time is money. Like don't waste your time if it's not anything worth anything, you know? And what kind of inspired this was, well, I've always had this mindset, but I had this in the back of my head. I listened to, what's his name? Chris from Daily Refinement. He did this really actually really informative video it was like a group call and it was called starting over what I would do differently if I was starting my business over or something like that if you look it up it came out like yesterday I think it's about an hour long and it just says starting over in the thumbnail and I highly recommend watching that like that was like blowing my mind with how much information I gleaned from that video I was just like wow (laughs) it was like exactly what I needed to hear and like one thing that he said was don't be afraid to leave behind good stuff to find great stuff and I was like that's such a good point because sometimes you're at the bins or wherever and you're like oh this is good this is gonna sell but like it's not great and like he said the good items don't end up getting listed (laughs) you list those great items first and then you don't go back for the good items so like don't even pick them up and I was like damn like he is so freaking right. That is so true. And that's kind of what I did today when I was at the bins. I was like, you know, these are good, but they're not great. So let's just leave them behind. Let's go home. Let's get to work on listing and let's just do the damn thing. Okay, let's talk about something exciting. I am officially in vacation mode, you guys, like sort of. <laughs> um, So I'm not like, I didn't put my store in vacation mode, but what I did was jack up the listing prices on just about everything to make sure it doesn't sell, (laughs) or at least doesn't sell quickly. Like, they're not completely out of control insane, but they're higher than I expect anything to sell at, and I figured that way 
I'm going to get a lot less sales. I'm not going to send out any offers other than I did just turn on offers to likers on Posture VA, which is set to send out an 11% discount, which is hardly anything. So I don't expect to get any sales from that. But I figured, you know what, like just in case, because I'm not going to be or I'm still in town right now. I won't be out of town for long enough that I really can't ship stuff out. I'm going to be gone for like three days. I can make that work if the sale is right. So <laughs> I'm excited. I actually did. I did this last night and I ended up getting a sale this morning. It was an offer and I accepted it just because it was a decent offer. And I was like, you know what? That's one item. Like, that is one item. I can get that out the door. No problem. Like, I'm still going to feel like I'm on vacation mode. Just, you know, dropping off one little item. No big deal. I just don't want to have, like, an overwhelming amount of items to package up and drop off. Like, I, I need to take a break. Uh, my trip's coming up, and I want to clean my house. I'm doing my taxes tomorrow. I just have a lot going on, and it makes much more sense to not be overworking myself. But with that being said... I'm still listing. And that's why I didn't put my store in vacation mode was I'm like 99% sure that I tried to put it in vacation mode once and I wasn't able to actually list new items while it was in vacation mode. I could be wrong on that though. I don't want to check though. So we're just going to do what I'm doing and yeah, jack the prices up and I'll still be able to list items every single day. And I plan on doing that even while I'm out of town. I'm going to take all the photographs, hopefully today and tomorrow and just like, I want to have like at least 100 to 150 items photographed in my phone that I can list while I'm not here. Of course, I won't be able to do measurements, uh, but I honestly don't do much measurements. <laughs> it's just, it's such a pain. I usually, with my more expensive items, will do the measurements and list those. And then with the cheaper items, I don't. And if somebody's like really persistent about wanting them, or they have like a good bundle and I'm like, you know what? This is worth my time to go get the measurements. I will. But what I have found is a lot of times people will like hound you for measurements. You give it to them and then they never talk to you again. Like they don't buy the item. They don't talk to you again. It's just kind of like, Meh. and I do understand like that you're at an advantage if you list the measurements because a lot of people do like them. But I don't know. For me, it doesn't seem to outweigh the amount I'm able to list without doing measurements. But, you know, that might be changing in the future. It is a great idea absolutely a great idea to put measurements in there like it is kind of just being lazy to not but it's such a pain it's such a pain you guys and when you have kids and they're constantly carrying your measuring tapes everywhere like my kids think that those are the coolest things ever and they're constantly taking them everywhere I never can find one it's just a pain and I do keep one now out in my inventory room so that is helpful. I can go out there and measure something if it's already in inventory, but like measuring it before I actually list it or while I'm listing it and then putting it into inventory, almost impossible. <laughs> At least it's a lot of effort, you know? So let's talk about my Phoenix trip. You guys, I'm so excited. I bought my suitcases. I have a big suitcase and then a slightly smaller suitcase. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pack a suitcase in a suitcase and then also like a duffel bag in case it's just, you know, like mind blowing amounts of inventory. I will totally pay to fly the extra inventory home. Like I'll check two, three bags. I don't care. I'll do what I need to do. <laughs> so yeah, I'm super, super excited about that. I'm hoping I find some good stuff. At the end of the day, it's not a huge deal if I don't find anything, but I can't imagine that I won't when I'm literally going to last chance. Like, ah, did I mention I'm going to last chance? <laughs> I'm so freaking excited, you guys. Um, yeah, so I'll be surprised if I don't find anything, but it's not life or death if I don't. I have plenty of inventory that needs to be listed still, but it would be so great to 
find some awesome stuff, get to come home, record an episode telling you guys all about the trip and what I got. And I'm just really freaking looking forward to it. And yeah, and of course, seeing my best friend, one of my best friends, so excited. Like, we're gonna have the best time. We've already picked out all the restaurants we're going to. It's gonna be a blast. We are like in the perfect location, like literally two minutes from like everything. I think we're three minutes from Last Chance, maybe 10 minutes from the Goodwill Outlet. It wasn't very far at all. Uh, and we're just really, it's a great location where we are. We are near like 20 different cute coffee shops, a million different restaurants. Like, I'm so freaking excited. And we're staying in a tiny house and it's just going to be amazing. But I will tell you guys all about that sometime next week. So my game plan when it comes to podcast episodes is to release a somewhere between a 10 to 15 minute mini episode on Saturdays. And then on Mondays, I will release a 25 to 45 minute long episode And I'm just going to do that as much as I can keep up with that. If anybody knows how I can actually get monetized. So I'm like able to be monetized right now, but I don't have any sponsorships. I don't know how that works. I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm going to be honest. I have not put that much effort into figuring it out because it's not like a top concern of mine. But it would be cool to have like a sponsorship and like, you know what I mean? Like another reason I'm doing my podcast. I like doing my podcast just to give people information. I know there are some people out there that really enjoy it. Um, I don't have a huge audience, but I still love it. I feel like it's a great way for me to reflect on my business and just kind of gather my thoughts as well, learn some stuff. But yeah, I would love to do sponsorships if anybody has any idea. Also, same with having a guest on the episode. (laughs) Yet again, I had somebody who was like, oh my gosh, I want to be on the episode. And then they kind of just like fell off. So it is what it is. I have like a whole outline for a guest when they do want to come on here with like all the questions they can answer. It's going to be super easy for them. I've done all the legwork already. So if you want to be a guest and just be given an outline, please. Obviously, you're not getting paid for it because I'm not getting paid, but it's still fun. And if you're a reseller, you probably understand how fun it is to talk to another reseller and just kind of like bounce thoughts off of each other and just talk about different stuff, vent about Poshmark, all the things. So yeah, just contact me. Okay, so for today's topic, we are going to talk about finding your niche. And this was inspired by Chris from Daily Refinement in the video that I watched yesterday, the video call. And he said that you should really find something that you focus on selling. And he kind of listed a whole bunch of reasons on why you should do this. Just basically like you're wasting less time when you go into a thrift store. You're only going to like one section. You can get to really know that section very well. You'll know your brands very well and all that. So it had me thinking and... Honestly, right away, I was like, dresses. Dresses are my niche. So I love selling dresses and jumpsuits and rompers, honestly. That's probably my favorite thing. I find it pretty easy to photograph. Jumper or jumpsuits can be a little bit harder, but I can still make it work pretty easily. I can't put it on my mannequin, but most of the time I can find a stock photo or take a pretty good hanging photo of it. And I just really, I enjoy the item. I enjoy finding the item, sourcing the item, listing the item, packing the item. I enjoy, especially like luxury brands. I love Reformation. I love Free People, which isn't really a luxury brand. I love, what's it called? Sync Day Set. I just started selling that recently. Um, Veronica Beard. What else do I really like? I like a lot of the luxury brands for dresses. 
And I do find that it's something that's pretty easy for me to source. Like, I won't say easy, but not impossible for me to source for pretty cheap and then flip for a good amount of money. Now, there are some risks I take where it doesn't pan out for sure. Like, for sure. But for the most part, I feel like I've made money on just about every dress I've ever purchased and listed. I can't say the same for shoes, and I can't say the same for blouses, and I can't say the same for sweaters. So, or purses, honestly. Um, Of course, most of those I have made my money back and more, but with dresses, it's pretty consistent on the board that I'm always making my money back and then something. So that is my niche, and that is what I'm planning on focusing on mainly. So what does that look like? So that doesn't mean I'm going to go through my store and take everything down that's not a dress, but it does mean from this point... I don't know, out to whenever I feel like it, I'm going to only be sourcing dresses, jumpsuits, and rompers. Now, does this mean if I'm in Goodwill and there's this like amazing blouse mixed in with the dresses and I see it and I'm like, holy crap, I'm not going to buy it? No, for sure. I'm buying it, you know, (laughs) but I'm going to make it so my Poshmark store is probably about 80% dresses and I would like it to eventually be like mainly designer dresses or higher value dresses. I really like selling the brand Bowden, which I would not consider a designer brand, but it has an amazing sell-through rate for me. I have sold every piece I've picked up aside from one, which is kind of, it's a swimsuit cover and it's just kind of sitting for me. Um, But other than that, I've sold every single thing I picked up and I've I want to say like 10 to 15. So like not a crazy amount. I'm not like, I haven't been doing the reselling on Poshmark for super long. I'm coming up on the year mark, but it's a brand I really like. And it's a brand that I find, you know, pretty, pretty decently. And I'm usually able to pick it up for very low cost. So I love that. So I will still be listing other items that I already have in my house that I need to list, of course. It's not like my store is just going to become all dresses overnight. But eventually, if this works out for me, then I plan on having my store be like all dresses. Like that's the dresses, jumpsuits, and rompers. That's the game plan. Like higher end dresses, jumpsuits, and rompers. And like there's a few reasons I really like this. I like this because I could stop buying as many boxes. Or not buying, but you know buying for free off of the USPS website. I can limit that down a lot to probably just, hmm, I'm thinking just padded flat rate envelopes and then like large mailing boxes or yeah. Cause then I could do like bigger poly mailers in case something's in between. But most of the time people probably will just be purchasing one dress and I can easily stick those in a padded flat rate envelope or a poly mailer. I will look into getting ones that are, uh, economic friendly or whatever that break environment friendly sorry because I don't want to you know be putting a whole bunch of plastic out there I use recyclable paper packing paper for everything when I can and I would like to do the same with the poly mailers and have them be super recyclable you know like that's ideal for me like we're doing this to help the environment out and we shouldn't be littering it even more with all these poly mailers And also when it comes to sourcing, I'm not going to source it only the bins. And I know I just recently said that like, ooh, I want to source it only the bins and that's my plan. And, you know, I did that for like a month. Um, I will be sourcing at the bins. Like, let me put it this way. So about, I want 75% of my inventory to come from the bins. And then I want to source about 25% online. I want to cut out going to Goodwills altogether, like retail Goodwills. I just want to 
nix that. Like, done. Uh, I don't want to go to any other thrift stores. Of course, occasionally it's fine, but it's not going to be part of my regular sourcing route when I'm going to, you know, if I'm in a different state or a different area and I want to check out a thrift store, by all means, for sure. But I don't want to make it so, like, I'm having to stop by three good three retail Goodwills a week only to look through there and find everything's overpriced and not worth picking up anyway just not worth my time. This makes a lot of sense to me. And yeah, I love it. I love the idea of it. I'm usually able to find a good amount of dresses at the Goodwill bins. I would say it's like, what is it? It's either a hit or a miss. Like sometimes I'll go there and I'll find a huge thing of the Goodwill. What do they call it? The stuff that was actually listed in the Goodwills where they have taken a Oh, poles. That's what they call it. Store poles where they've pulled everything off of the Goodwill shelves and then put it in a bin. And like when I find dresses, it's always a bunch of dresses together with the tags on it. And that's when I scoop them up <laughs> and I will be passing on brands like New York and Company, um, INC, I don't know, Style & Co. But I want to get the nicer brands and just grab those all up, list those. I'm really excited about it. I'm excited to get my store a little bit more higher end and not have to sell as much for as little. Uh, this is not going to happen overnight, though. It's going to take quite a while. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking it's going to take at least six months to a year before I can like be at the point where I'm doing all higher end dresses. You know, I got to get everything sold off. I'm not going to just get rid of all my stuff, but... Here's my other game plan. I'm planning on doing a whole bunch of not-so-mystery boxes probably when I get back from my trip or sometime in the near future. I'm just going to take a whole bunch of things that are around, like, the same size, same style, same brand, and then list them as, like, a not-so-mystery box. And the reason I'm doing this is it's a great way to get rid of a bunch of stuff at once. I'm going to make it so they're desirable, they're going to be good brands, and they're going to be priced right. But I'd like to still be able to make at least a little bit of money off of them. <laughs> Like, a little bit. Like, they won't be, like, free, but I want them to sell quickly. So, you know, good luck to me on that because I've never done it before. I'm just going to try. I'll do a little research and see how other people sell theirs and what sells the best and all that. But, yeah, I think that's a great way to get a bunch of stuff out the door and not have to sell all these items individually because I have a lot of, like, mall brands. And even though they do sell, the they take a while to sell. And I would like to kind of, you know mainstream is that the right word <laughs> my closet so I'm selling the higher priced items and we're just not having to drop off a million packages of items that I'm only making like 10 bucks to 15 bucks on per item like even though it adds a uh, volume selling is great I would like to give myself a little break and just kind of you know sell the designer items only or higher end items and just be making that like 30 to 50 to 60 dollar profit obviously like we all want to make $100 per sale. Like, I would love to make $100 profit. I've done it a few times, very few times, but it's not easy. Uh, some people seem to really have it down. Like, what's her name? Lindsay Nicole on YouTube. I feel like she's always like, oh, I made $100-something off of this. And she does a whole bunch of retail arbitrage, which is not my thing. I have tried it so many times. And all my items that I've purchased from retail arbitrage are still sitting in my closet. Like, they are not being bought. Okay, so let's talk numbers now. This is not something I do very often on my podcast, nor do I like to do it. But this is more like a pipe dream goal, not anything near realistic. So keep that in mind. But this is kind of the little little dream I have here. So my my goal, my end goal, not my 
I'm not expecting this to happen at all right away. I just want to make that very clear is to source 40 higher end items a month. And when I say higher end, I mean something that would sell from or would flip, make me at least 50 to a hundred dollars. So on the lower end, which is the $50, if I was able to do that to source that many and then also sell that many, obviously, I'd be making $2,000. On the higher end, that's $4,000. Now, this is like, with reselling, there is absolutely no guarantee. There's no guarantee I will even make $500 doing this, right? And like, you're also paying for your inventory. So like, Yes, these are big numbers, but just keep that in mind. This is just like a an outline goal kind of thing. And then my other goal would be to source 300 lower end dresses, which would be about $25 profits, and that would make me $7,500 a month. Again, these are very steep goals. That is with me listing and selling about 10 of those lower I, lower end dresses a day, which can happen. It definitely can happen, but like... <laughs> Not realistic at all to think like, oh, I'm going to go out and source 40 higher end dresses this month and 300 lower end dresses and I'm going to make this much money. Like that's not going to happen, but ideally maybe it could happen in the far future. That's just kind of what I'm using as my outline um, in a perfect world because in a perfect world, if I was making, what's the higher on that? $11,500 $11, a month, your girl would be set. Now, obviously... I'm shooting, I'm shooting for the moon here. Like I'm not expecting to make anywhere near this, but it's just, I don't know how to describe this to you guys. It's just kind of like a goal, um, a very out of reach goal, but it's still a goal. And I like to have something like this in my mind, even if I'm not going to come anywhere near it. Like this is what my future could look like if I'm able to do this correctly. And if I'm able to execute this and make it happen. And obviously this is the, the 11,500 is not including what I pay Poshmark. Well, no, that's a lie. Cause that would be, that's what, that's what I'm, my goal is. I can't talk to the US. That's my goal for profit, but that's not including my cost of goods, like the actual items I need to pick up for the next month or whatever I source for that month, as well as supplies, gas, all that stuff. So all that stuff comes into play, but you know, that's the potential I see if every if the stars align. <laughs> anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this little uh session this little review of daily refinements video i love him i don't watch him very much but when i do i'm always like dang this man is so knowledgeable uh next week i'm going to talk about researching brands which is something else i got from his video that i was like wow okay i'm really excited he was talking about how some old navy items go for hundreds of dollars and when he said that i was like what so we will get into that next month we will talk next month oh my gosh you guys <laughs> next Monday, um, this Monday, actually, we will get into that. And I will, yeah, I'm gonna do some research for you guys. And we will see what is selling for a crap load of money, even though it's like a crazy cheap brand. Okay, bye, guys. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at my chaotic closet podcast. If you want to be a guest in the podcast, just DM me on that Instagram or send me a message on Facebook and we will make it happen. Also, please rate and subscribe because it helps us out so much. Thanks, guys.